Welcome to the Lava Lamp Club. This is a demo. Oh, by the way, I'm your host, I'm Paul, and I'm French. Woo, round of applause, please. Yeah. Uh, welcome, that everyone. That is so not with the round oh, of applause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to have you here today. Uh, maybe too excited, actually. I'm a bit stressed. Uh, okay. This is the second episode of the Lava Lamp Club. I never know how to introduce you guys because obviously we have secret identities. We have uh, Leia, my girlfriend. Woo! Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jerry, Jerry, we, we just finished the Masters together. We did, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if we can, we're allowed to, to say the uni. I don't, I don't think we're going to. I don't think. Yeah, we've been. Say, yeah, no. Just, just picture a very fancy uni. <laughs> it was very small. It was a very small. Yeah. Very niche. Um, very niche. Very niche. Wait, you didn't go to Oxford. <laughs> oh, is that the uni that rejected you? Is it? <laughs> well, thank you. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't need to introduce uh, B and uh, Nanny, obviously, because you're quite famous now. I mean, people can literally recognize you in the office based on your voice. Last night, I um, had dinner with Jerry, and um, he was telling me, "I'm, I'm sure." I'm sure I know Nanny because uh, it turns out that um, Nanny and Jerry uh, work for the same organization. Yeah. They um, probably work on the same floor. No, you don't work on the same not floor. Not on the same floor. No, and, no, no. just realized that. But Jerry was convinced he heard Nanny somewhere uh, in oh, the office. And to the point to the point where it was like, the only thing I had to go off was the voice. Yeah. And I remember sitting at my desk thinking like, and you know, when you hear someone, it was enough for me to stop working and turn around <laughs> and be like, no, it is him. It is. Yeah, okay, a bit of background. I am vegan. Yeah. I, I went for a vegan burger yesterday with uh, Jerry and he took a meat burger. Oh. Oh. I'm going to meet Jamie right now. Jerry, Jerry, and, then my, and then my burger came and Paul was like, damn. <laughs> um. So I saw, I saw Nanny burping like on the side, trying to yeah. avoid to burp in the microphone. Yeah, true. And it's, I, I, I'm, more, I'm more polite than you. You would just do it straight, straight into the mic. On demand as well. You can burp the alphabet. Oh, no, don't do it. Please don't do it. Yeah, has, he done, have you, has he done that in front of you? Yeah. Uh, really? I forget that. Yeah. Oh, that's I, hilarious. I love that. <laughs> And the no, more you tell no, him to stop, no. the more he'll keep going. Uh, yeah. I'm, wait, I'm wait, done. wait. Can you retain enough burp to do 26 burps consecutively? Yeah. Without drinking Coke? Please no, don't. It's just like, <laughs> you have so much sophisticated control over your, like, your. We're, we're really serious about Leia's situation. But... <laughs> um, so I was thinking of something uh, interesting, like, because uh, obviously today the floor is lava. Mm -hmm. And I thought it'd be interesting to, um, well, uh, all touch the lava lamp and swear. Oh. <laughs> swear that we're going to. The whole truth and nothing, nothing but the truth. Nothing but the truth. Uh, so wow. instead of swearing on the Bible, we're swearing on the lava lamp. Yes, exactly. Hmm. Okay. The lava lamp Oops. is the Bible. Yeah. No. Uh, okay, let's oh, move on. <laughs> I kind of want to touch it now that you mentioned it. It's, it's quite, really it's hot. It's quite hot, actually. You shouldn't. Fantastic. Do you know the theme for today? I didn't know that was the theme. You didn't know? Because no. I've heard you wrote 12 anecdotes on a piece of paper oh. just beforehand. Oh, yes. Uh, uh. Oh, those well, must have been the anecdotes uh. <laughs> for your other travel theme podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, for the other one. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Paul. Um, um. I, I have other things going on too. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think what, what is also on the list is obviously the Badger story. 
So I feel like I'm trying to build like a mythology here where uh, <laughs> <laughs> episode 20. Well, yeah, and everyone is like, "Oh my god, what is the badger story? Badger I want to know the badger story." Yeah. And oh. we we won't give away the story until a certain did you, point. Did you know that when you chose travel anecdotes that you would be choosing not to hear the badger story today? That's exactly why. Ah, okay, you're saving it. Um, B, you had a cool travel story to share with us. Okay, so you guys can. Uh, I'll give you the illusion that you can pick. Uh, so can the we five, that one? the five Wait, was titles. Was it the Amsterdam story? You can pick, <laughs> guys. Let's be interactive. You can pick. So there's a uh, Bulgaria Chalga clubbing. That's one story. There's Krakow racist people. That's <laughs> don't pick that one. <laughs> New York City Halloween party homeless people. That's not as exciting as the combination of those two things might sound. <laughs> and then there's, um, I've just written uh, Amsterdam dot 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 Victor. <laughs> Do you, okay. I want to hear that one. Oh, you want to hear Amsterdam? Oh, dot, we dot, can dot. vote. Uh, no, let's, <laughs> it's going to take ages. Like, uh, no, you here. know what? Start with the one you really want to <clears> share. So I'm going to start with Amsterdam dot 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 Victor. Me, Nanny, and Paul uh, once organized this really great holiday in Amsterdam where we, we went there and it was really exciting because it was Paul and Nanny's, I think, their first experience in a hostel. And we, yeah. we all stayed in probably the most depraved hostel I've ever stayed in. Oh, it That's that such bad. a lot. It was a fantastic it was, hostel. It was on the first night. It was there my were, first hostel. There were like no staff members <laughs> crawling on the floor saying, do you know where my, my, my Coke is? Yeah, that's, that's the hostel experience. And yeah. Most hostel, I mean, they... you. But this was for me particularly particularly depraved. I think you're a bit bougie. <laughs> uh, um, it was it was a massive party hostel in Amsterdam. Um, I'm going to do the business uh, favorite and not mention them by name because the the staff guy that I'm going to speak about was um, kind of dodgy. And we're quite influential again. So yeah, so they will hear it. <laughs> um, but basically, we're we're there at the hostel second night or something. Uh, Paul meets a French guy because uh, people gravitate towards Yay. each other. And he basically walked up to uh, um, to Paul and said, um, "Do you want to go to a jazz night uh, tonight?" Jazz and club. Jazz club. And I initially was very not into the uh, suggestion, but it turned out that it was kind of like a jazz club. So it, was a- <laughs> it turns out that the name of the club was Jazz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they had no jazz there. So yeah, uh, what's the music there? It was very strange. It was music. like I don't know some kind of random. There was jazz. There were people was, playing saxophone, there, but there like was a mixed band, with EDM. But it wasn't jazz. It wasn't jazz at all. I was so disappointed by it's that. It's more night. like sort of funk. I guess. Okay, okay. No, on the second night, Paul meets uh, Victor. Uh, who introduces himself and says that, hey, do you want to come to this jazz club? And we end up going to the jazz club with these two French girls. Uh, Paul came over to me and one thing he said was, so B, do you, do you like these two, um, these two French girls? Uh, I totally forget their names now, but I was like, yeah, one, one of them's like really cute. And uh, Paul was really helpful and he was like, oh, that's great. Cause like, uh, I'm not sure if he said one of them or that he, he said they're, they're really into you or they're into you. Uh, and I was like, that's great. Let's see where this goes. So we get to the club. I've done that way too often for UB, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. It definitely um, inflates my, my confidence. But I basically, we all get to the club and Victor, who basically has been, I don't know, peddling uh, drugs the entire time that we've been there. To us. To us, to everyone. He, he basically, like, we, yeah. weren't, we, weren't, we weren't special. He basically walks up to you the, if you've been there for any longer than 10 minutes and he's like, what does he ask? Do you want Coke? Do you want MD? Or? MD pills. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pills. like no. He's like, so he's does like, he say first one free? Does yeah, he? that's like first oh one free. God. Second one that's so right. dodgy, right? But like, <laughs> I think what's more dodgy oh. is that what happened on the way to the club is that Victor had um, offered these two French girls 
uh, ecstasy pills, and they've never taken drugs before. So at one point, um, I, I actually wasn't aware of that. The, the two girls walked over to me and they're like, oh, hey, British guy, um, you'll look after us if, if, anything, uh, if anything goes wrong tonight, right? And I'm like, I have no idea why they would say that, but I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll definitely look after you. Yeah, whatever. So we get to the club and uh, Victor's there. And I, I think that he might be trying to like get somewhere with the, the, the one of the French girls. Um, not the one that I'm interested in, but her friend. And uh, maybe about 20 minutes later, I just see her hyperventilating in the club, like doing, I don't know, it, it, it was like really extreme. Her chest was moving like four inches backwards and forwards. It looked really bad. And so I was thinking, I promised to, to look after these two girls. Um, I'm going to stay there. And, and then I, she starts screaming, fuck me now, <laughs> fuck me. Now. And, and obviously you did it because. Well, the, the, actually, she, this she, was the, the girl that she, I didn't like. Um, she, was, this is why I'm dating you. <laughs> so so okay. I, I stay there and I'm looking after the two girls and eventually I lose them. And uh, last I see them, they're with, they're with Victor and like Victor's friends. And it probably seems like a bit dodgy or whatever. But I, I go back, I, I complain to the Uber driver about my night out, and I okay. wake up the morning after with Paul and Nanny. Uh, and I'm thinking, what what happened last night? Uh, I have we, we have no idea. But the first thing we the first person we see walk into the um, hostel that morning is Victor with two bouquets of flowers, which I can only imagine that he bought for the two girls last night because he ruined their night by like um, promoting some sort of overdose uh, to to apologize to them. And uh, later that night, I found out that actually he's not only just some guy staying in the hostel, he's staff, he's employed by the hostel, <gasps> and he's going around offering, uh, not just anyone, but yeah. girls. Not the full experience. <laughs> yeah, offering them uh, ecstasy pills. Um, I don't know if he was trying to like get somewhere with her, but maybe. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's what, not, honestly, every time he was vaguely attracted to someone, it was like, do you want to take some? Yeah, so so actually he was really persistent <laughs> that's too. A good and maybe not as sorry as you'd think he was Take by buying the two bouquets of flowers, sorry, right? Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this technique? Um, it's original. <laughs> I've is never it? seen is it, it before. Is it? Is it? Would you support it? Would you advocate for more drug-based approach? I think in consensual spaces. <laughs> where is this going? I That's well expensive though. Tinder must do the same job. Yeah, I mean. So just to, just to wrap up, two days later, um, I'm I'm at, a, at the same bar at the hostel. And there's this really uh, hot uh, Australian girl who's at the bar and she orders a drink and I, we start talking with each other. And then Victor kind of like comes in and inserts himself between us enough like lean over that I, I like I can't continue the conversation anymore yeah and he buys uh all of her drinks um and then he buys and she's like wow really are you sure that's that's like a lot that's almost too much and then she buys he buys all of my drinks and I'm like oh okay I'm less upset now about the <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and the reason he's doing this is because he's just made permanent staff at the hostel despite all of this behavior from the past four days and so I'm talking to Brad that we met a few days earlier, um, or Brad, Brad's friend, um, I forget his name. Uh, and he's sitting opposite me with a view to the Australian girl and Victor. And at one point, um, my American friend sitting opposite me says, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Victor, he's just given that Australian girl you were talking to uh, an ecstasy pill, actually. So he apparently uh, is a full-time employee at this hostel in Amsterdam whose MO is just to give girls ecstasy uh, in the hopes of 
getting somewhere. And when he slips up, he buys them bouquets of flowers the morning after. For me, he was some kind of Amsterdam mermaid. That's really how, how I saw him. Because he was lost as well. Like, so oh. his background, I don't know how he started yeah. like working in this hostel, yeah. hostel, but he was, when I talked to him, he was really disconnected of like, I don't know, like mm, he arrived there, that. he tried to make money because he didn't have any. And I think he just, yeah. Because, like, I remember him before we went out um, yeah. in that club. I remember him taking something and being on the floor in the main room and being, like... <laughs> on the floor? No, he started being on Victor. the floor and then he went on the couch and he was, like, having a very rough Aww. time. So I wasn't sure what he was taking, but for me, he, he was really, like... Now I'm building sympathy for this guy. Lost. Also, yeah. What, what I really like with, with your story, uh. Uh, B, is that it, it's just perfect transition for my own story. <laughs> But you're gonna. I was building you up. You're welcome. Yeah, you're gonna love it. So, um, yes, it's um, about someone who sounded like a kind of like a secondary character in mm. the story becomes the main character in my mm. story. Mm. Mm. Oh, wow! Interesting Mind narration. Blown. Mind blown, right? Yeah. Yep. I know how to tell stories. So it's a guy from the same Amsterdam trip. Yes. So it turns out that um, Brad uh, was quite nice uh like we really clicked i don't know if you guys clicked with him as much as i did i liked his friends yeah. uh, i think we all did okay well it turns out this guy lived in new york um and uh was a broadway dancer which i i i, I didn't know I, I i didn't realize when we were there i only found out about that through you actually yes so i, I so basically uh we've met this guy at the hostel we were good friends um very sad when we left and eventually he ended up in london like two weeks after maybe a week after um how long were you in amsterdam for we uh at... maybe about four, four maybe oh, four mm-hmm. nights five days or yeah, something, something like, that. like that okay and um so we didn't know him really well i don't think we i mean except the the club thing i don't think we did anything with him um we, we, well we, 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 we play I cards think... with him like, yeah we, we play, play cards, cards. Oh, um yeah we, we did we did that walk together do you remember when we did that little walk in the nighttime of amsterdam yeah because we went to we saw like a peep show yeah oh was he there yeah yeah it was like it was like it was like us three and then just a load of americans okay yeah. i, think I really don't there. remember <laughs> um <laughs> yes i refuse to go to that peep show by the way Mm. Uh, please I just had a little look. It was, it was a bit like... boring. I, I said no, and it's Paul's not because you're here, uh, Leah, today. <laughs> it was, it was From day like... one. <laughs> uh, and I actually gave money to French people outside to go see the peep show. <laughs> Wait, how is that any better than not seeing the peep show? I don't know. My I conscience think... is clean. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're such an upstanding guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we um, didn't. Uh, go go to a peep show as a group. Did oh, wait? No, we did. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. tried. Yeah. yeah. What was that like? It was kind it was of boring. boring. It was yeah. yeah you like it's actually quite weird. Um, because where else in life do you go into a place of business and you're like, um, in a circle of booths, they're all viewing like this one yeah. rotating platform, and you just watch a woman kind of strip. And I suppose 80% of the people there are probably just tourists who are doing it for the sake of it. Mm. I can't imagine who regularly does that. I'm sure there's an upper ring or something. (laughs) (laughs) People who are paying. It could Uh, be. But I mean, I've been to Amsterdam a few times, but I mean, I've I've never been to a peep show though for that. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I just think like... Did you do all the basic stuff? Like, did you go to like the sex museum and stuff like that? And we, no. we we didn't actually. And I really want to uh, just that follow was up entertaining with a very. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish we did actually. But yeah. I, we we were like 
trying to be as cheap as possible, I think. And we yeah. were like, oh, that was really expensive. Well, how much was it? it for a peep show? It's a euro. For real? Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. But it was, it was yeah. just like a euro and you got it for just like... like 30 seconds for like a, a slide a couple, of, oh, like a couple yeah. of minutes. Yeah. And then it went down. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's that's all you need, Nanny, right? Would, would you, would <laughs> well, you mind... Just, it was a bit boring. Because <laughs> yeah. it's relevant. Do you mind if I interject right before you begin your story and t- talk about my very brief experience in the, the upper echelon of a peep show? Or like oh definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so if very you made quickly it to the top. um I uh, it wasn't really the upper echelon of a peep show but it was basically my first experience in an Amsterdam uh, brothel we paid what was it twenty euros uh, to get into the uh, to the brothel and they give you two tokens for uh, for free drinks this mm. this wasn't with myself no 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 this was another <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I love it wasn't that a group experience I love that you get the deal though. Yeah. <laughs> like, get, like it's like you two pay the money to go and, like, and you get two drinks. Oh, yeah, no, no, go anywhere. Bit of context. I had just accidentally dropped my phone into the red light district canal ten oh. minutes, like ten minutes prior, so I was very aware of the financial pain I had experienced earlier, just moments earlier. <laughs> so I'm in there and I'm like, I am not spending anything. I'm only going to spend these two tokens. I'm going to stand here and we get into the strip club. I, I'm there and I basically get bullied by um who is it like a, a stripper who's asking if we want to pay a dance uh pay for a dance a private dance and she's kind of using these really high pressure sales tactics and i'm like in a lot of situations quite cheap she's definitely not going to get at anything out of me but i want to yeah. be really respectful and i want to be really clear i'm not going to pay anything and she's just she doesn't give up which is respect for her um the first argument that she uses is that we're with a um a girl and I think at one point she tries she tries to use my masculinity against me. So she she gets um our like friend our girl around her arm and she's like, oh you're like she's had a really long day. You you pay for a uh Joe, wouldn't you? You you do that. You do that as a man. And I'm like, um Joe, how, like because obviously it has to be consensual. I'm like Joe, how do you feel about this? Because I, <laughs> I know Joe's not going to say yes. So I'm I'm like Joe, how do you feel about this? And Joe's like, oh yeah, I don't know. So she doesn't give up. She keeps trying to say, oh, you're a man. You should pay for her. Otherwise, you're not a man. Uh, and then I'm like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, I just I, I don't want you to waste your time. I'm not going to say yes. So um, she then gets increasingly frustrated. And at one point, she basically uh, tries to be even more, I guess, like uh, shaming me into paying money. She's like, oh, I get it. You're gay that's why you don't want to pay for one (laughs) (laughs) and at that point i'm like i'm like yeah where where the dick at like show me because i am totally gay and And then then 12 naked guys arrived in the room my friend thought it was a bit of a dangerous thing to say to be so like antagonistic because like the bouncer could have come or maybe she could have brought some guys but I, i i just like um got back at her and the two there was like an irish couple beside me and they were like i turned to my left after the the salesperson or the the um what is it called uh, sex worker worked away yeah um and she and, and the two irish people were like jaws dropped they're like did did she just say that like that's like really uh high pressure sales tactic and unfortunately in the end uh joe did get her uh, her dance because one of my oh, friends you paid. yeah it was really frustrating because one of my friends um said oh yeah no maybe if we split it 
We can, it's fine. And I'm like, because if you go up to her and you say you want to split it and then I don't contribute, I'm going to be a bit of like an asshole, right? Yeah. So now I have to uh, suffer this dirty taste in my mouth because you want to- You've already told her to fuck off. Well, yeah, I, I said, I'm no, I'm good. Thank you. Um, in fact, I was building some sympathy because her coworker was like, yeah, no, you just have to understand that this is like floor space that paying customers would use and you're occupying. And I'm like- Oh, okay. In that case, actually, maybe we should just leave. And I was about to do that. But then she got like really antagonistic. And then my friend was like, yeah, maybe we should just like join a, or, or like pay as a, as a group. And that. Did you get a Revolut request uh, pay for the lap dance? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I basically just had to pay. Uh, How much was it? I, I probably contributed like five to like 20 or something like five that. Five to 20. Euros. No, five to, <laughs> to the 20 pool. Uh, okay. Oh, it was only 20. Could have been yeah. 10. Could have been oh. You cheap bastard. And I, I, I sat there with Joe who primarily got the uh, the dance um, and it was it was okay. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't want to pay the money though. So I got Aww. bullied. In... What were you doing in the upper ring then? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, th this, th so basically we just, um, I, I guess after I dropped my phone, my friends were like, we're in the red light district. Let's do red light district things. And there was this, um, I guess this segment where they have like the banana room. If you've ever heard of that, that's where they use bananas. <laughs> that's where they keep the bananas. Yeah, that's where they keep the bananas and they play with the bananas as sex toys. Um, and then in that same building, we went to uh, the the second floor or something. So it wasn't really an upper echelon. It was the second floor of the building. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's that's a nice story. Yeah, so I got bullied. But sorry, Paul. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but now there is no more transition with my own story, okay? Brad. 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 That's a good transition. Oh, good to Brad. Okay. Yeah. So this guy was a Broadway denture and he ended up in London... Uh, after uh, like probably a week or a couple of weeks after our trip to Amsterdam. Was it planned or was it just... It wasn't planned. So he had a friend. Uh, I mean, yes, actually it was when we were in Amsterdam. He said he would stop by London at some point, uh -huh. but he wasn't sure when, I think. Uh, so he, he he had the idea of going to London, but he made it coincide with when we'd be back there, kind of. I have no maybe. idea, but it turns out that he had a friend in West End. So for non-Londoners, West End is the London Broadway, basically. Yep. And, um, yeah, we ended up in a, a small French cafe again. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> a French cafe, and we had, like, uh, a couple of drinks, and it was really nice. We saw him for literally 20 minutes. 20 minutes. He ended up offering us to go to New York mm. to see his play. Well, not, not us as a group, musical. actually. No, no, he did. Though. Did he? Yes. Oh, he was my like, bad. Oh, Sorry, Brad. Guys, oh. by the way, if you want to go to New York oh. to see my show, come whenever you want. Uh, so I was like... Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm coming. And then because B, you 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 went to um, I went to uh, uh, New York so we just went to that. Amsterdam on uh, April 2019. I went to New York December of 2018. So I had been recently. Yeah. So there, there was no yeah. point for you. And I don't know, uh, Nanny. You didn't even consider America's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> so Nanny hates America. Although New York City is probably like the closest to London of any part of America. I don't know. It's still very disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate on that, Nanny? Nanny. I don't know. I just don't, I don't really like the culture. I prefer. Well, the culture changes so much. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I can relate much more to someone from Wait. New York City than I can from somebody from Cornwall or 
maybe even I don't know rural Northern Ireland. Actually, I could probably or rural, rural UK like Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay, I need to finish my story. Yeah. Okay? Uh, so uh, this guy was like, "Oh, go for like see my show in New York." So um, although I didn't know him really well, I decided to go. He's also like, super lovely. He was lovely as well. Uh, yeah. Very cool, but like lots of uncertainties. Uh, I, I wasn't sure um, why he wanted me or us there because I mean most Broadway dancers are gay and I had the confirmation going there he was the only non-gay uh, oh. dancer in, oh. in, in his show uh, how did that confirmation happen because we had a chat at some point backstage in his dressing room it was the first day when I arrived it was oh um, turns out I'm the only person who's not gay in the show and I was like Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, because there I was, was a really bit not of a... sure of the deal. I was yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. saying because oh. it's quite a forward thing to invite somebody to their house in a foreign country. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit worried. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, um, we had a chat before, and it, I'm, I'm pretty sure he told me he had a girlfriend or whatever. So yeah. it was just one variable. He could have been also uh, not gay, but like simply yeah, um, bi or something. He just could have been no, no, not I, into oh. you. <laughs> Yeah. That's true. Like, honestly, <laughs> let's be honest. Maybe Brad he... was super hot compared to like uh, way out of your most league. most people. <laughs> he had I a mean, nice beard. Yeah. Oh my god, no! Do you have a picture of Brad? Mm. I can show you a picture of Brad. Brad, Brad Martinez. That's the thing. He's, That's the thing I, need I, to see I just, a just remember him as super super lovely. Yeah, I already yeah, have him up. Here you go. Can you show all the naked pictures? Because there's. I don't have I don't have You would think he's hot because like he didn't go to New York. It's hard. I can't find a single profile picture of his um where you can see his face. He's not used, He's not your type. No, like no, no, Brad's no, Brad's fair. No, <laughs> Leah. I'm like, what do I say in this situation? Yeah, yeah he whatever. looks very much like an artistic New York type. Yeah, like, for sure. No, and, 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 and he has also non-naked pictures that are decent. <laughs> whatever. So what I was saying is, um, this guy invites me, and I decide to go. Um, and I mean, I went a lot later. Like I went in September. We've met six months before. I wasn't sure he would even remember me. Oh, but yeah. It was like uh, to give you a bit of uh, an idea of like how complicated this trip was. Uh, it started um, uh, when I was supposed to fly to New York. So first time I left Europe. Mm. Right? I mean, I've been to Morocco a lot of times, but it's still. Oh, this is the first fast. time you left Europe. But like first time I left like. Yeah, like Europe plus Morocco. Like Europe plus Morocco. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, first time I fly seven hours to go somewhere. Yeah. And. Um, I end up um, receiving a, a message in the morning. Um, oh, your flight is overbooked. Are you happy to give away uh, your seat for 200 quid? Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm flying. <laughs> I want to get there. Yeah. Please, please, please. Um, I'm in the train. I'm running late. Uh, I get a message, 400 quid for your seat. I'm like, <laughs> oh my fucking God, this is, this is not good. Um, and then I arrive at the airport uh, an hour and 15 minutes before my flight, which is uh, not a lot of time when you go very far away. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Because I had an issue with my train, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm queuing, you know, uh, to uh, register my uh, bag. Yeah. And uh, 600 quid. I get a message. 600 quid for your seat. So I'm like, oh maybe, my fucking Maybe it's just God. the guy who has the seat next to you is just like messing with you and he's trying to get you to like miss your flight so that he can get that extra like room. I've got, uh, I've got a comment on this as well, but I'll let you finish because uh, intervening in a second, but yeah. the next bit. Okay. And then I arrived um, um, basically um, at the entrance, like people are boarding basically. Mm. And there's a queue of people with mm. tickets, but no seats. 
Because what happened was that the night before, there was a tornado, and the big plane that was supposed to come back from New York didn't come back, so we got a smaller plane. Um, And uh, it turns out that they had to shortlist people, people who would be able to fly and people who wouldn't be able to fly. Uh, And so it was maybe 30 people waiting for a seat. And then everyone is like kind of fighting to give their passports and their tickets. Like, give me a seat, give me a seat. They got their fist out? Uh, No. And uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I did. (laughs) But literally, at first I wasn't sure what was happening here. Because for me, I was waiting for my plane. So there was obviously a seat in the plane for me. But no, they they let me do the whole thing. (laughs) And then I queue and then uh, people get seats. I don't know how they do it. They're just like, pressure a lot the, the the woman like giving the seats or they're like yeah. i have a kid i have this or this so they give away seats and then eventually we end up five people without seats the plane leaving and me being like oh my god you didn't I, get on that plane i didn't get on that plane i was convinced i would get that plane i didn't get that plane that's so typical though isn't it like if you're a single person traveling away, yeah you are first on the chopping block exactly <laughs> but did you get money for it you were saying <sighs> wait 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 so I'm, I'm gonna tell you the whole story okay so what happened was that um uh, i wasn't even sure i'd be able to go to, to go to new york and i i, I told my friend brad that would be there and i told my work like i I took a week off so that was really frustrating because the next flight could have been in several days Mm. because of a tornado Mm. um and so i ended up taking a plane um to sweden Mm. four hours later I waited four hours in Sweden with my five mates. They were all young, so we They're kind of all, got along oh, really well. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, because we were all young, single people traveling. That's how we understood like what just happened to us. Yeah, so Sweden, and then uh, took a final flight. I was like, oh my god, because there there is a possibility for me not being able to fly from Sweden to uh, to fucking uh, New York. And the thing is, Sweden is so expensive. Yeah. Like a sandwich is 10 euros. Yeah. Like, oh my fucking yeah, yeah, I couldn't yeah, afford yeah, staying yeah, there. Yeah. So, um, turns out that uh, eventually I ended up in New York, but I was supposed to arrive at noon. Okay. Yeah. And I actually arrived at three in the morning. <laughs> three in the morning. Um, so I had. In JFK. At JFK. I had to warn my um, uh, friend Brad that I would be late, but obviously he's a dancer. So he, he has to sleep during the day, during yeah. the night, because. His job is really, really tiring, like yeah. physically tiring. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, okay, no more public transports. Uh, and uh, I can't afford to take a, a, a cab. So I need to understand how to use the app. I never used an Uber in my oh, life. So I'm oh, like, it's so convenient in Manhattan. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I'm trying to download the app. I was like, for the love of God, I hope my Wi-Fi is working. Like, because I was on my 3G, yeah. or whatever, because the airport was Wi-Fi. I had a problem, whatever. So much crap, so much crap. Um, and uh, I end up in an Uber. Arrived at four thirty at his place. So just for you to understand, he which one? Because he has two places. Doesn't he has he? he has several. He actually three places. But three. Yeah, I end up in where he has a flat in. He was renting for. a flat in uh, Upper East Side, so it's quite yeah. a nice area of Manhattan. Yeah. Um, and it turns out he told me, "Oh, just ask uh, downstairs at the reception. They, I left a key for you." Hmm. So I arrived at this fancy reception uh, and I'm like, oh, so Brad uh, must have left a key for me. And he's like, oh, no, sorry, there's no keys for you. <laughs> and I'm like, I just spent the last 24 hours in the plane. I'm oh. getting crazy. Oh, please, God. please. Um, so he's like, oh, but you can try to go upstairs and like knock on the door if he's here. I go upstairs. 
I knock on the door for 15 minutes. No one is there. And oh, I'm like, man. oh my God, where's this, all this for nothing? Is the guy not even real? Holy. Like, it, Dude, it, that's stressful. Geez, yeah. So stressful. And I'm, I was also exhausted. So when you're exhausted like that, you don't think straight. Yeah. You don't, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? If I have to stay one week in New York, I can't afford it. Like, especially like on the spot going to hotels without booking it like months in advance. I would have yeah. been like, I couldn't afford it. And I didn't know anyone. So <laughs> I was super stressful. And eventually he opened the door and he was like, oh, sorry, mate. I smoked a lot of weed before going to bed. So I was completely stoned. And I was like, oh, for the love of God, thank you so much. I, I ended up like, uh, he had a very cool couch, but a very small studio. I thought oh, dude, did. it's, oh my God. Uh, like uh, living spaces in Manhattan are super Shockingly, small. shockingly small. Smaller uh, than London. Uh, I, I think so. So my, my friend who lived on, I was like 3rd Avenue, 57th Street. So it was like, just on the southeastern part of Central Park, like five minutes walk from it. He was paying, I think, probably like £2,000 a month in rent. And his apartment was probably the size of this room. And he had one window. Oh, and it looked out to a, a skyscraper that was maybe about five, uh, like five feet or maybe 10 feet away. So he had like no sunlight for £2,000. Well, he was living right by Central Park. Central Park. Yeah, but yeah. my friend as well, he got a much nicer flat. Like yeah. he had a balcony and everything. Yeah. It was quite nice. But basically, uh, this friend that I didn't know really well ended up working every single day of the week because apparently like he has, I think, six, <laughs> six or seven shows per week, which is insane because yeah. when you go, you see the show. So he was in Moulin Rouge. I don't yeah. know if you know Moulin Rouge. He was also in the original cast of Hamilton. Yeah. So he Wait, was like, what? yeah, he was a big, big dancer, like very known in, 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 in the biz. Yeah. That's why we're not giving his room. <laughs> um, and um, turns out Brad was very busy and I spent most of the days just walking in Manhattan, like three hours straight lines because I wanted to see Manhattan. I didn't want to like do the touristy stuff, like mm. especially on my own. It would have been really sad, whatever. Mm. So I've done a few cool stuff. Uh, nonetheless, which, uh, how did you find it walking around Manhattan? Because I feel like I'd never, it's really impressive, but I'd never want to live in like at least downtown Manhattan. I'll walk two blocks, get tired, and want to take the subway. <laughs> and yeah. it's still like three blocks away. And I'm like, Uber? Yeah. Also, the, the, the subway, Amer like New York is, um, in my mind, Manhattan is more impressive than uh, central London, but the subway yeah. uh, is gross. Oh, yeah. The subway's so gross. Yeah. It's it's got air conditioner. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, they're improving got music. their game. Yeah. Does it? Got music, yeah. Oh, oh the other thing about Americans is that they're <laughs> really musicians, yeah. Uh not like in London. There's artists. There's oh, music. Yeah, yeah, there's like performance in, artists. Performance in artists. In my experience, so do, like, in, on the, in the subway. Yeah. In the subway. Yeah. Americans on are the like train. Yeah, on the, yeah, train. On the train. They'll yeah. come in with like stereos. You, you, we, like you've seen that like... in, in London as well, though. They'll come on the train. I, I've Just seen people the... coming down the district line playing like um like their drums and, and like... Really? Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Huh. Pro probably they wouldn't do it on like a central line where you can't even walk down the carriage. Mm. But um, Americans, in my mind, are a lot more extroverted than especially Londoners. Yeah. Even their homeless people are really extroverted. So I've never seen a, a homeless person uh like whipping out their dick in the middle of a huge <gasps> crowd of people and just pissing on the floor like it's no one's business so i saw that in uh washington memorial garden it's like homeless guy. It was like a halloween dog show and he's just like some tall guy he just like gets out his dick starts pissing on the floor behind some women who aren't even aware because it's it's hmm. so busy and whatever but do you want to continue with the story yeah. or I can talk more about homeless people in New York? Um, and, 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 um, okay, let, let, I'm going to continue my story. Cool. Um, <laughs> so basically, um, I still went to his show 
yeah. which was fantastic. It was my first musical ever. Mm. Uh, and I think it was quite impressive as a start. Moulin Rouge or uh, Hamilton? Uh, Moulin Rouge. Moulin oh, Rouge. Cool. Uh, especially cool. Especially for French, man. <laughs> especially for coming from Amsterdam, I think. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. So many yeah. references. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, um, turns out that he invited me that was the cool thing uh he invited me to uh what they call snob party so it's saturday night on broadway oh. so it's basically on saturday night um most uh broadway um actors and dancers end up having drinks backstage yeah um uh, and just you know socialize go out or whatever yeah so he could see that i was really frustrated like not going out and everything because like in my mind, a Broadway dancer would like, you know, go out every single evening with famous people, whatever, because yeah. it used to be his life. Yeah, like, no, I, I can imagine you do it for a time, but it gets but really tiring. Yeah, now he was a bit older. And even at home, I would be like, oh, let's have a drink. And he'd be like, I'm a bit tired. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to watch Friends and, and go to bed. So you thought he was really good fun, but what you really got was like Natalie Portman from Black Swan. <laughs> <laughs> the intensity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, it turns out as well that he believed in uh, conspiration theories. Is that how oh, you conspiracy theories. theories. He believed in conspiracy theories. What yeah. did he believe oh, wow. in? Like that the World Trade Center was uh, obviously the US government. Um, yeah. It was a bit strange because it, it was also the first time I really talked to someone who didn't go to uni. Oh, um, and, and <laughs> no, 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 but like, no, no, but didn't go to uni and actually left school at 16 uh, to go for a dancing career. That's really impressive. So, yeah. and, and honestly, like this guy is a fantastic dancer and uh, he, I think, really struggled to go all the way. And he did like, he doesn't come from like, I think a rich family at all. It's like, amazing that he has three Manhattan flats then. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, he managed his uh, finances. I need to really well. And uh, yeah, and, and I realized that on a lot of things we didn't get along as much but just because like we had so like conspiracy theories <laughs> <laughs> did, did you say that 9-11 wasn't the government i was like i was like it sounds very unrealistic based on this and this and he was like but i've watched so many documentaries i, I know the topic <laughs> much better than you He probably has watched more no, documentaries and i was on like, you and I, was I, like <laughs> I, wa I watched shane dawson and i was convinced like, <laughs> but i was acting like a prick though because like i had no clue and and Honestly, uh, I, I would not recommend anyone to react that way to someone who like brings some kind of like conspiracy For theories. Sure. Yeah, because I was just like, oh, but it, it's obvious that's not what it is. Because just common sense. And to be fair. Common sense doesn't work for most things in life. I'm just saying justifying something by the fact that it's common sense is just a terrible thing to do. And especially when someone is a bit more informed than you just because I'm, I'm, at least this person tried. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that, I, on Netflix, there's a documentary called Behind the Curve. And it follows people who believe in flat earth con conspiracy. And they spend so much more time thinking about uh, if the f earth is flat than, uh, anyone, else. than anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes they even actually do their own empirical experiments with like lasers and stuff. And they actually find out that the earth isn't, uh, isn't flat. Um, <laughs> but but, uh, I, but I, I really believe it. I, well, sometimes they, they turn. But the thing is, um, one, I really admire them because they're being way more critical than most people. They're actually going out and evaluating it. And two... Quite, quite often, maybe not for a 9-11 conspiracy theorist, but for people of this, the show that the um, documentary people follow, yeah. it's a really emotional thing to reject the conspiracy theory mm. because you feel really alienated from mainstream society. Um, and then you, you find these people who accept you 
And if you reject it, then you kind of reject your family and your tribe. And that's like, it, it's then it's a really emotional thing as well. Yeah, I, I, I completely I completely get that. Um, so did you go to any 9-11 stupid world? <laughs> did you go to any 9-11 meetings though? Uh, yes, every Sunday. Oh, by the way, do you know how much uh, Broadway Denser makes? Like $120,000. Is that your uh, baseline? It's a bit less. <laughs> <laughs> he makes 100k, which is, I, I mean, for me, it was insane. That's more than I thought. Yeah. That's yeah. honestly a lot more That's than I thought. Yeah. Uh, after tax. Oh, okay. after, tax. after tax. Wait, that's a lot. That's a lot of yeah. Money. So, so, much. Why so what he so what he really earns is probably quite a bit so, more. Uh, than 140k. No, 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 no. Because yeah. uh, he had. Uh, I, I I don't know if I can say that publicly because maybe <laughs> the you US government's gonna like knock at his door. Hey, Brad. Uh, no, he had like tax loophole. Tax evasion. <sighs> yes, basically, <laughs> he, he would earn a thousand oh, and like. Uh, um, 105k a year and he would pay 5k of, of taxes every year what? i think oh. that's totally and he uh, would vote bernie sanders so <laughs> I, I kind of i think i think champagne socialist yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say that actually i think that um while i i can kind of respect that yeah. because if i was brad i would also vote for people who are going to increase taxes on my income bracket yeah but i think that um I wouldn't. I wouldn't really uh, criticize anyone for. Well, I might criticize. <laughs> so it turns out that my friend uh, believed in conspiracy theories, and yep. he made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and he voted Bernie Sanders. And back to the party, the yeah. snot party, which mm. was really cool. I ended up. You don't have to. I, I, was, <laughs> I ended up sleeping with a Broadway dancer. Yeah. And uh, Leah is. Uh, she's devastated. It was before knowing her, uh, obviously. You should have known. You love my life. Should have known better. Mm -hmm. And uh, for for a very long time, it was a, a, an achievement as as a, as a man. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone is very still and very uncomfortable. That's fine. I have a past. Jerry, I have a past. Can you respect that? No, I do. I do respect the past. <laughs> Remind me. Re no, I'd say that's a pretty big flex, though. Like yeah. to say that you slept with a, a Broadway, Broadway dance. That's pretty we, we had about it. Yeah, yeah I know. Was, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. you guys have heard the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. Uh, and yeah, and I basically it was the night before my my flight, so uh, I literally left oh. her flat and took my flight. Uh, back back to home homeland uh london but she cried she cried so much <laughs> i was her first <laughs> um i mean that's what she told me that so. is super adventurous and who who got the um fortune cookie saying that said uh a, a coal under pressure maybe yeah. 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 So, yeah he made a diamond that did day. you feel like a diamond <laughs> on the way back to london so you know what what i've done is i i made her sign my ticket for the show oh. <laughs> <laughs> What a geek. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Is everyone happy to take a pee pee break? I really need to pee pee. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy with that. Okay. Yeah, let, yeah. Let, let, let's okay. do a pee pee break for a sec. Dear listeners, this is the pee pee break. Please hold while we pee pee. Yeah, boys, uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Anyone? <laughs> love of my life. I'm one of the boys. Honey. Oh. Baby. oh. You know how I call her? Habibte. Because that's how you say it in Lebanese. 
Happy po- happy potato. Happy potato is my It's like habibi, oh, happy potato oh, for women. Oh. But you, you could say that to literally anyone. Like I could say it to my aunt. No, no, no. Like endearing I just say, I just, oh, to someone you're close with. I just say yeah. it to Leia. I just or even say like Leia. a buddy or whatever. Just like, no, yeah. no. Oh, you just say no. it to me. Right? And you only exactly. say it to me as well. Yeah, I never say it to anyone. <laughs> it's, it's an exclusive type of deal. Um, we just had a PB break. That was a fantastic PB break. Amazing. I feel so much better now. Um, I think if I remember well, we were finishing on my uh, amazing flex. <laughs> am I supposed to congratulate you? Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm just looking at Leia a lot, uh, yeah. just checking her reactions. Do we want to talk about the Uber she ordered you okay. right after you were done? That's true. <laughs> I, w- I, oh, I was shocked. Okay. I, that I can talk about. Um, I was really um, surprised by the fact that right after sex, she was like, Oh, oh yeah, and, yeah! Feel free to leave now if you want to. I was like, <laughs> "What do you mean? It's four in the morning. I'm exhausted. Cuddle. I want to cuddle. Like cuddling is the best part." And <laughs> she's like, "Oh, okay. I guess it's a European thing." And I was like, uh, "It's just a human being thing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an object." No, but genuinely, I think it was a French thing because my entire, like, all my friends and stuff are that way as well, which is kind of horrible. But uh, I don't like know. unless you're like. On a few dates, like, okay, you can stay over. But, like, most of the time, you're just kind of like, I want to sleep, like, blah, blah. And, like, oh, but uh, that's I, I guess it's like if you've hooked up with a stranger on the same night and you're not dating them, would it still be, like, let's cuddle? Oh. That's what Paul's saying. Yeah. Mm. I think, yeah, cuddling would be weird if it were to be, like, the first night yeah. for most people. I don't really know how I feel anymore. But um, I think staying over would be okay. Yeah, I've done but most people don't stay. But in, in a separate room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I feel I, I think I I once uh, had a one night stand with an Italian girl, Margarita. That's such a fake story. No, it was uh, that's actually her name, <laughs> Margaret. Shout out to Margarita. Yeah. Uh, and I, um, so admittedly, she um, she's come to London because, like a lot of young Europeans do, and she has like a very like a well a low paying job, and she lives in like a six person house in Ealing, and it's like her bedroom is maybe a third the size of this room, and it was really hot, and I could not sleep in the same single bed i was oh, I, single. I, I really care about my sleep and i tried to like sleep beside her maybe she didn't even want me to, to spend the night actually but i, I <laughs> after like an hour of not being able to sleep i called an uber and i felt a bit like um like i was i could have caused offense i guess by mm. taking a a cab home i mean i was very surprised yeah. uh i don't know it, it's interesting how like there's a lot of things you don't think about as like I don't know, especially sex, you imagine that everyone does it the same way. And then there's devils like do you? Americans. I don't know. I, I don't know if everyone does it the same way. I think people do it very differently. How do you do it, yeah. Nanny? <laughs> I'm not going to go into the detail. It's any old way, really. Nanny's way. <laughs> Fantastic. The nanny so, special. Ooh, could I get the nanny special? Uh, only if you're good to me. You. Uh, I think we're going to move on to the next. Oh, a story. quick question I have on your story, actually, though. You oh. s- you said that you didn't get the the plane journey that you were meant to get, but you didn't say if you got the six hundred. I got six hundred quid back. Oh, okay, nice. Oh, what airline did you fly? Um, Air France, Norwegian airline. <laughs> oh, I was going to oh, say they do the cheapest I was, flights to New York. I was going to yeah. say like Sorry. if it's you were. Fl- I was thinking if you're flying all that way. And you get six hundred pounds, knowing full well that you're going to give up your seat. I would have asked for an upgrade, like literally, yeah, la première. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone all the way. It's it's like I, I wasn't sure I would get the money eventually anyway. 
And uh, I, I don't know if uh, uh, Norwegian Air do business no, class. I, I think that's maybe it, isn't it? Perhaps, yeah. That's, that's true. But it's good about that, though, isn't it? Like I've had that before where a flight's been cancelled and you get all the money. And then you just book it to go on another holiday. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, right. honestly, I saved money going yeah, to New York. Oh, really? I didn't. Uh, brilliant. I want to ask a question mm. about your experience in New York. When, when I was talking to my friend, he said, B, watch out. The men in New York, in Manhattan, are really sexually territorial or, or like <laughs> aggressive, hostile over women. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, <Okay. for> woman. <laughs> so how, how is that relevant to you anyway? I don't, I don't even get it. <laughs> so, what was your experience of that? <laughs> did so, you have, did you have shit thrown at you? BB, you have amazing stories. Yeah, we can conclude New York, but I, I feel that uh, our uh, other guests didn't share as much Sorry. as us. Um, so do we need does to anyone else? I mean, do you guys have an interesting story? I, I feel, Jerry, <laughs> you have something in mind you would like to share. Well, no, it's either... Okay, so I'll do what B didn't give you a choice. So okay. the two that I thought of was... So one time, me and my friend from university, my undergrad, we did jailbreak... Did any of you lot do jailbreak? I, I know, know what, what it is. is. What is that? No. It's the it's a thing. A lot of a lot of uni rag societies do them. It's for charity. So oh, like yeah. you raise a certain amount of money to be able to compete in a competition. And yeah. the competition is who can get furthest away from their uni uh-huh. in forty eight hours uh-huh. with donations that they get. And oh, like just book a flight. Yeah, <laughs> book a flight anywhere. So me and my friend made it to Cyprus. Oh. And just off donations, mind you. Oh, and the, oh, oh the, that's no, cool. But, I mean, but, 60 quid, literally. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, li- <laughs> Thompson flight from Gatwick mm. for like 20 quid. But yeah, mm. but the thing was, we couldn't get return. So the story is, is essentially, we landed in the Greek side of Cyprus, but left from the Turkish side. And this was at two in the morning or whatever. And the, we, the story is about the border crossing and how dodgy it was. Or you can hear about my story in Cape Town where I got mugged. But got my stuff back because I confronted the mugger. (laughs) I like that. And I can relate to that. I want to hear both. South Africa. South Africa all the way. So context first. So like I I went traveling last year and two of the months that I was away, I was living in Cape Town Mm. as an intern. And um, some of my flatmates and I were out at a bar, which was just over the road from our like block of flats. And we came back. So there was three of us, me and three other friends. And... (laughs) One thing which I which really did strike me, like there's a lot of poverty in Cape Town and a lot of wealth disparity, and the homeless people that are in Cape Town in the city centre are really not shy of Asking walking up doing, to you, yeah. pestering, staying with you, and stuff like that. And it can get quite intimidating sometimes. And one of the women that we were with, he was getting really close to her, blah 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 blah. kept kept asking for money, but then out of nowhere, suddenly turns around and walks away. And my friend goes, oh shit, he's got my phone. He's got my phone. And then, this is the weird bit though. He was probably the world's worst mugger because he turns around, (laughs) walks up to us and says, no, I don't. <laughs> and then and then me and the other friends. Well, no, it definitely wasn't me. It was the other friends. They grab him by both arms, pin him down to the floor. We're all in shock at this stage. And thank God their reactions was, let's get this guy. My reaction was just shock. <laughs> and I know, and I knew that he had the phone. We could see it in his hand. So <laughs> was he still saying, I don't have it. What yeah, are no, you talking about? No, he, was, he, had, he had the phone. My friends are pinning him down. I'm standing over him, literally yelling in his face, give back the fucking phone. <laughs> and 
he ends up, <laughs> we, end up we end up taking the phone and at this stage he has the phone in his hand and he's saying oh no give me 200 rand for it 300 rand <laughs> I was like what position did he are read you the in? mugging manual incorrectly no, like he went the best bit was at the very end when we get the phone we just take it from his hand he gets up walks away hands in his pocket real mood turns around and says fuck you guys fuck you <laughs> what the fuck like the worst actually the worst mugger I mean we look back and we think shit he could have had a gun he could have had a knife he could have mm. had like friends around the corner waiting to mm. jump or whatever but I think we were just really unlucky but very lucky that the mug was just absolutely terrible like, <laughs> I love so it. terrible I love the negotiation on the floor with like two people on literally his back. and he Money. thinks he's coming he's coming from this <laughs> uber strong position of bartering or bargaining and just like no who so are bizarre, you that's- I mean, it, I mean, we're all in shock afterwards, but it's just thank. Did goodness. you continue on your night out after getting mugged, or did you? No, we were on our way home from oh, the night. Okay, okay. And we were just, we were just so surprised, like absolutely crazy. Luckily, nothing happened, and no one got hurt. But it's just mm. unbelievable. I think I have, I have a story to that, which was yeah. when I was abroad. Um, mm. I just we'd just gone to Vietnam, but you know it's a long flight and shattered after the flight you know so you're a bit dazed but mm. but what i like to do is you know with like revolut get the money out in the country because yeah. it's a much better exchange rate mm. so that's usually the first thing i do go to the airport atms get some money out there but like the atms there you put your obviously put your card in put your pin in um say what money you want um, but they do it as a here. You get the card out first, then you get the money. Yeah. So that's what we're used to. So, but there you get the money out, then you get the card. I'd obviously in a sleepy days just got the money out. Right, right. That's it. Got the money. Oh. Just went, and we just went straight away to get like a taxi on Grab app. They have like a yeah. Uber type app yeah. to get yeah. to get a taxi to to our place. And then we were just we were just waiting for the taxi, and then just about to get in the taxi, it pulled up when I heard people shouting, "Nanny, nanny." And um, it was like, this was actually my real first name, and it's quite a common first name. <laughs> so I, I, I was nanny's very uncommon. <laughs> exactly, and I, I was first of all just like, oh, it's probably not for me because it's quite a common name. Yeah. And then they started saying my surname as well. I was just like, <laughs> who? Who? Is, are, are there just some people that I'm famous? My fans. Exactly. I just like the people that I like, recognize from I don't know university or school or whatever. In uh, Vietnam. I, t- I turned like I don't, I don't, I don't recognize these people, but I'm like, yep, that's me. Um, hello. Starting waving like like a, a queen. <laughs> that's me. Oh, on the point of queen, though, I have a funny story. But please, continue. Oh, yeah, it was, okay. Okay, continue. it was it was just a group of British girls who were obviously doing the whole Vietnam thing, like we were as well. Okay. But it was just really nice, and yeah, I got my card back just before we were in the in there and. Me and my girlfriend, I just looked at her like, oh God, we just saved so much sort of hassle from getting this here and then. And I noticed that they had also contacted me on Facebook as well. Oh, that's so um, cool. Say, oh, yeah. we've got you, got your thing. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. Oh. Have a nice trip, et cetera, et cetera. But no, it's really, that's really nice. It restores your faith in humanity. Yeah, yeah. it does. So wait, you had a story with the Queen. Oh, yeah. No, so it's about the Queen of Denmark, actually. Oh, yeah, because oh. you keep a bit oh. of background. You so, have... Sorry, yeah. So I'm half Danish on my mum's side. So yeah. we have family friends that my mum's best friend growing up lives in Copenhagen. Hagen. So whenever we visit, we'll make an effort to go see them and yeah. then we go to Copenhagen for a bit. But we were there over Christmas and uh, like the Queen of Denmark is pretty like, like in Denmark, obviously well known, but very kind of proper, prim, whatever, like really well put together. But <laughs> we just caught, I caught a side of her because she does drive around in her car 
and it's like this really old 1940s black car, something out of like a That's World War II movie. Wow. I love that. So sick. And like, she doesn't have a number plate. She has a number plate with the picture of a crown on it. Like, <laughs> That's so but, cute. But the thing is, this really kind of nice, well put together queen or whatever, we saw her driving past. Like, we saw her driving past. We were at the palace and she was driving by in her car just on a whim. And it was her and what I imagine is like her lady's maid or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's just her in the car, sitting lounge back, smoking a fag. It's, just, <laughs> it's such I love that. It's I such love a that. good I would maybe be a bit more pro monarchy if I'd seen that. Yeah, but yeah. this is like you see the you we saw her driving past in her Lux car. Yeah. Puffing probably some kind of Marlboro Gold. Was it a nice car? Because you said it was like a nineteen forties. Oh stunning. Oh, oh okay. Stunning. Oh, so it was like old classic, yeah, but like very clean. Absolutely, oh, yeah. Okay, put okay. together. I thought you meant she was like in some old beetle. Old like, <laughs> <laughs> Like it was like getting along and like there was smoke coming out the exhaust. Yeah, and it's just, you see that and you're like, I'm here for that. I'm yeah. just so happy to see that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Any, any like... thoughts, Nanny? <laughs> just doesn't it just sort of entrench this idea of privilege of, oh, she gets well, smoking a, a fag in the back of her car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the Marlboros that she's smoking. Uh, no one can buy those. They should not be smoking fags on our money. <laughs> it's bad for them, first of all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would not, not have fast. that same experience if I saw Philip driving around. Yeah, I don't Philip know if you probably be the middle finger meme. up. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's very true. He just looks like a corpse, like driving a car, and I'm he just does look very. very I'm convinced con- that they're, I'm convinced that they're taxiderming parts of his body. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, because what was it? There was that photo in the news, Salty. wasn't it, a year ago or whatever, where it was yeah. a picture of him in the car, but he looked like <laughs> more than a, more than a leg in the grave. Uh, has or anyone yeah. seen the most more. recent uh, Star Wars movie where they? I think they have Palpatine on like this massive, gigantic, fifty-foot life support. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So he's probably going to be on He'll one be of those things. Because yeah. he's nearly 100, isn't he? I mean, he's getting on. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. how you know this. You've known... Like, oh, you know yeah. all the oh, ages. Okay, quiz. Well, it's a combination wanna... of that and the crown. How... <laughs> how old is the queen? I don't know for sure, but she's easily 92, 93. That's my guess. Yep. She it's is because... 94 years old. Oh. Same age as David Attenborough. Born in the same week. Wow. Really? Yeah, yeah. So you know that because you know how old David Attenborough is. I love David Attenborough. Okay. Yeah. I, I watched David Attenborough's kind of like most recent flick on Netflix yeah. and I teared up like 20 minutes. Um, in terms of stories, I think we've heard every... Oh. I don't know. You need, we need to end on a fantastic story. So no pressure, but it's either you, Leia. I'll um, go. Obviously, uh, Leia, uh, a bit of context. You have a very international background. You lived in a lot of different countries. I'm very cultured. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Not <laughs> <laughs> a massive story, but it was the time I was in Greece. Okay. Um, I was with a friend and then we were staying at a hostel and another friend was staying with her mom at a hotel because she was like traveling around Europe with her mom. Um, and so we'd just been at that. Like there was a pool. It was nice. Um, we decided to get the bus back because I didn't have a driver's license so we couldn't get an ATV and that's like what most people use. Um, so it's like, 11 p.m. and we're waiting for this bus no sign pitch black darkness like just standing there like hoping for something to show up um 40 minutes on nothing shows up so we walk to the nearest bakery and we're asking for like you know where the next bus is or like if there's a taxi and i'm speaking what, on the what's phone what's your best baguette <laughs> what's your best baguette first of all i'd love one right now like midnight um and yeah none of the taxis could like understand english so it was kind of a struggle to like get one to come over 
Um, and just as about I'm about to lose like all hope or whatever, two motorcyclists show up and they're like, we'll take you back to the hostel. And like me and my friend thinking, you know what? This is a great idea. Two complete strangers like offering to take us home. Like, why the fuck not? Um, so we like hop on the back of these motorcycles, like pro- probably ride for an hour. An and hour. I'm just thinking, yeah, it's Whoa. like really far from I, where I, we I, were. Okay, I want to ask. At what point did you think that maybe you didn't want to be on the motorcycle? I had complete faith in these yeah, two The stands. entire hour. I would Wait, literally. what time was I'm, it? What time was it? It was like 12.15 at this point, like 12.30. Midnight. It was midnight. Yeah, it was did, like pretty. Did you know roughly how far away your hostel was? I knew it was like a 50-ish minute. <laughs> okay, fine. It was far, but yeah. So it wasn't like that it, you thought it was like 10 minutes hour. away and you're like 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> 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 yeah, I would have been slightly concerned at that point, but um. I realize in retrospect we could have easily been kidnapped. Also, so yeah, we made it back to the hostel and they just asked us for drinks and that was that. But that's pretty cool. Yeah, How did they ask pretty... though? Uh, at the end, they were just kind of like, "Oh, like we loved meeting you two, like four and we girls. like alcohol, and we like alcohol. There's a bar in this hotel. Why don't we go?" And uh, we were kind of like, and you "We said got yes. a flight early in the morning." Oh, like, you didn't even say probably... yes for a drink. Well. Yeah, I guess that dudes. was the part where I was yeah. like, oh, it's a little creepy, okay. but I'd just been on the stranger's motorbike for an hour. So Did I don't you talk know why on the motorbike? No, because it was just so windy. We just uh, like, I like had my arms around him to not fall off and die. And then after that, it was kind of like, oh, that, that, that sounds potent- like, but yeah, that was a very wholesome trip. And <laughs> but that's, that's cool. That, that also would restore your faith in humanity. Yeah, quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. <laughs> my other one is I escaped the 2006 war. Uh, as an eight-year-old child, which sounds way more like a 2006 Lebanese war. Yeah. Like it sounds more interesting. It was like a short shindig, like two months, like Israel briefly invaded. And then like, did anyone die? Yeah. Yeah. It was a war. Yeah, but someone said the word shindig. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. So it might've been a little bit more serious than that. But, um, yeah. How do you think wars occur? (laughs) <laughs> maybe with a bit more gravity than shindig that's why <laughs> it was a war a conflict uh, of uh, some sorts so you just took your dad's private jet and then it was over not exactly i took a bus an 18 hour oh, bus you share the bus with people i shared it with people um we like waited outside the supermarket with a bunch of other people jerry's crying right i know <laughs> you're so patronizing but can i say that uh you know, all the rich shaming, etc. I went to this guy's house in Lyon like three weeks ago. He has twelve bedrooms. And well, it's my family is Lyon from Lyon. And it's like this ancient Lions. like monks like renovated house Christ. and his mom like showed me the archways that were like centuries. Okay, oh. we have a little castle. Okay. You're banging on about how, how... Don't go on about uh, the poor man's struggle. Yeah, you're banging <laughs> about the proletariat you are, but really. Yeah. Wait, this is uh, uh, your parents' home? It's my parents' house, but okay. Uh, how many archways do you have? 12 bedrooms. Man, oh, right, man, yeah. I don't have 12 Christ. bedrooms. Just, just for you guys, just, just, for you, just, it's not 12 bedrooms. Did you have to downsize the it's star? It's 12 rooms, so it's different. Not all, but also, wait, wait. Also, it's cheaper. The house was cheaper than my current flat if I had to buy it in Camden. That's fair. Yeah, one bedroom it's, flats here are about like 600,000. We, we bought it um, about 300k uh, euros. Yeah. So, which which is like... Wow, you can get a lot for your money in France. I mean, especially in the middle Outside of nowhere. Outside of Paris. Like, because when I say Lyon, it's actually not Lyon. It's like, oh, sure. it's, it's, it's somewhere in Isère. 
it's going to yeah one of my uh, best friends uh, parents they live in uh, Richmond at the top of Richmond Hill and they have their flat there <laughs> oh my god wow, wow. <laughs> Richmond <laughs> ooh um, one of my best friends his parents uh, moved to France and they've bought like a chateau basically uh, because it's in like um, the Dordogne like around the river yeah. uh, and it's just like a big ass house with like I don't know six bedrooms and an archway and everything and you, you it's can, not twelve though. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not like. Uh, I'm sorry for not like Paul's. I love how relatable the show is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're just so, telling the people what they want. Your, your house, your house is decent as well. My dad's house is very nice. Do you want to say how much you pay per month for this house? Uh, uh, oh, do we beep this? Can you? You can beep it. Uh, every, or maybe it's more every, of a wah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we quang, can we quang that that shit? You can quang that shit? It's like, and, uh, but wait, everyone needs to act super surprised. Okay, okay. Well, I, I think I know. I think you said. Yeah, I know. How, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, the property value I think is, and the rental values would be about pounds a month. Crossed <gasps> of the place oh that you that I, that I lived at for two and a half years before I moved out. Everyone is surprised except Leah. <laughs> I, and, and the thing is, I'm I, so sometimes sorry. It was I, that bad at faking it. I, I have been uh, shamed for living at home by uh, a couple people that we know, um, <laughs> but like. I, I had it pretty good. <laughs> like, <laughs> my, da- my dad's super lovely. I'd come back home after uh, like uh, working in Westminster and, and like my dad would be making dinner and I'd smell steak and it was like a place on the river with like, it was really nice. I feel, I feel like, like I'm feeling hard to relate to you guys because I'm not from a very wealthy background at all. That's true. I mean, I always say it like you started from the bottom now you're here. Uh, Thanks, Paul. <laughs> well, uh, honestly, every time uh, I, I chat with uh, Nanny, I'm like, especially work with like stuff i'm like this guy is very clever i think this guy deserves that's true though thanks paul you deserve everything you've got as well Do I? okay let us in on it please <laughs> <laughs> we're still in the room i, I think you're, you're a very cute couple yeah Aww. also what i quite like is that you you look quite similar have you ever had brother sister situation i'm concerned about that i'm like waiting for the moment when it happens but for now i think it's still like we look different enough do you know what's the height what's the height difference we're like pretty much the same you're a bit taller yeah Okay. But, like I, th- I think you like you even have like similar like noses, similar teeth. My nose is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't even deny it's very symmetrical. Has so anyone else ever made this comment about you two before that you you look similar? <laughs> I think this is the first yeah, time that, I've that, heard well, it. That, that was very cute. Yeah. Um. I think uh, Nani had a fantastic story you wanted to share with us. Well, mm. I, I probably have a short, funny story I can say. Go for it. So me and my girlfriend were in Vietnam again. Um, <laughs> but I think yeah, this is this 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 was the same trip, oh, and we're at an Airbnb sort of place, mm. and it was very nice. And um, whenever we 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 go to these places, we always like rent a a moped just to get about as as you do because you're rich does. now. What to rent a moped in Vietnam? Must cost so <laughs> incredibly <laughs> cheap. Uh, everyone sort of does it, even though you're not really allowed to, but everyone does it sort of thing. Um, and like we were thinking about places to go to, and we saw like this, this, this one of the leaflets at one of the, at the Airbnbs about this sort of like it's kind of like a water park, and in so far as it had, it was like in the sort of jungle, but it had like a lot of like different like pools, and it had like a sort of like 
I don't know how you describe it, like an a, a, a obstacle course, mm-hmm. like um, what they called in the UK, it was called like a monkey sort of course <sighs> thing. Monkey? Yeah. What's it called? Well, monkey, monkey bars, bars or when you would like well, hang someone of, bars. But they have like lots of things. Like it's, it's in like a forest type thing where oh, you have like to trees. like a tree sort of like a, a obstacle a course combat thing course. where you have to like <laughs> that's called a staff away day. Like go, yeah, <laughs> like go, go go around it. And we we thought it was pretty. We thought it seemed pretty cool. And we, if if even if we didn't want to do that, we could just sort of like a zip wire and stuff. You know oh. th- those sorts of things. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we thought it'd just be cool just to go there and. Yeah. Um, even if not, there was like inflatables in this sort of like little lake thing mm. by it where we could just like chill out and stuff. So we went there. Yeah. Well, it may be a fairly like touristy place, mm. but we like scooted there. We got there. Um, we went in and we realized that we were the only white people there, the only <laughs> tourists there. Everyone there was Vietnamese. Um, so instantly we're a bit of a spectacle, but it was fine. We were just like enjoying ourselves. When you say, oh, uh, go on. When when I say what? Uh, when you say a bit of a spectacle, do you mean like people? People, people weren't expecting us to be there. It, it maybe wasn't as touristy an attraction as we thought it was. It was just it just seemed like lo- locals that were were there. So, so they were just like, oh, these people are here. That's huh. that's interesting. We weren't really expecting that. I, but, um, I have heard when you go to maybe certain parts of uh, China as uh a, like a white person sometimes you get a bit glorified if you go to a hong kong club you might experience this with a rich chinese man who wants you at their at their table because it's the like oh, it wasn't really it wasn't really like that but, oh okay um yeah. but yeah anyway we, we we were there and um so we were, we were just chilling in the pool and then we're like okay uh, my girlfriend was like okay let's do the she wants to do the zip wire i like that'd be like just a fun thing to do yeah so she goes does that and i'm like pretty big bollocks here like no i want to do the whole adventure course oh. which you know we, you can do it's included in the price of the entry of the ticket oh, if it's included then you need yeah to do it. i was just like yeah i'm gonna do it i i <laughs> even though it's really fucking humid it's really really hot i'm just like oh, i can do it if if they can do it i can do it like other people seeing, seeing other people do it so i go to them and um, she just goes i just want to do the zip wire because you kind of have a choice but it, it ends on the zip wire anyway and i um and they go do you want to do like the easy course, like the medium course, or, like the hard course? I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I can, I can, I can do the hard course, yeah, whatever. <laughs> how, how much uh, so, physical, like sport and exercise had you done in the months up to this? Can, no, you describe not, not your, can you describe your body a little bit for our listeners? <laughs> well, it's kind of, I don't know. How, how would you describe it? It's average, kind of like average. It's not. It's nothing special. I'm not. I'm yeah. not overly sort of pumped, but I'm not overly like overweight either. Yeah. So, uh, I, mean, I mean, as opposed to like me and B being very muscular, you would describe you as like massive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 no one knows, okay? It's just like I got, play I got along. Big old belly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say just kind of average, really. But then, yeah. um, so they didn't really give much of like an intro of how you do it. They just sort of gave you like the, sa- the safety stuff, they gave you like the. Um, um, they gave you just a little like water bottle and they gave you just a thing and just said, just follow this guy. This guy knows what, what to do. And there's like little things that you're meant to sort of... Was he a guide like, like, or was he just a random no, guy? No, he, he, he was just the guy that was just doing it as well. He was just like, you just follow, follow him. Follow him. And they, obviously they give you like clips. So obviously you clip. Oh, like, you really? Well, you, so you, you could just, hurt yourself. You just do it yourself. Yeah, but it's like, fine, I kind of got it because you have two and you have to yeah. always make sure one is on something <laughs> as you go along course. And the first, the first thing to do is an immediate sort of zip wire thing. But I just like put my clips on it and just sort of, I didn't know like what I was really how to do it. I just put, put my clips on and jumped off. And then I just 
went down a little bit and just got stuck in the middle of it. Oh. So it's it's the one thing I have in common with Boris Johnson, if you've seen the, the, yeah. the oh. picture of him on the zip bar, and oh. I just hang there. And what I was meant to do was, there was meant to be a clip that I realised that was specially for... The zip wire, yeah, um, as opposed to just a normal oh, clip. Oh, yeah. slide back. And I was just like sat there, just <laughs> like I don't know what to do. And they were all, everyone there was just pointing and laughing at me, and I was just the most embarrassed I've ever felt. And I was just like, "Can you go get help?" Did she have pictures? Yes, oh. she was taking pictures of it. I was just like trying to like then pull myself back up or pull myself oh. along. I was like, "Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's too hard because then the, the closer you get up to it." Just the harder it is, because obviously your your thing wants to go your yeah. thing wants to go down. Eventually, someone like came and like climbed along and like you know put his like legs around me and just peeved us back. And I was just so embarrassed. It's like, do you want to go now? I was like, no, I'm just going to give up straight away. But, yeah, it was very embarrassing. Oh, I, I, I want to see the pictures. I'd, I'd yeah. be happy to see the pictures. You can ask my girlfriend to see the pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I had like very. I mean, it's not similar experience, but like, um, so I used to go to Morocco very often with my my parents, and I would really enjoy going to, uh, kind of like roller coasters and that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know how you call that, La Fête Foraine. Oh, um, um, fairgrounds. <laughs> wow, I really should know. Like, <laughs> Theater, amusement parks. Like not yeah. an amusement park, like a fair. A like fair. a fair. Yeah. yeah. So in this kind of fair, we would get all the very old roller coasters from europe that are not allowed anymore um that's all our theme parks in lebanon yeah well exactly i think it's a kind of an arab country thing <laughs> uh and i remember this one day i was on a roller coaster with my friends uh with my sisters actually and uh somehow my security belt just kind of like opened while i was on it oh and i was like Oh my god! I'm gonna fall! I'm gonna die! So I'm, I'm, I start like looking at the guy who's responsible for the He's roller like, coaster, up, buddy. and he looked at me and he was like, "Okay." He jumped on the roller coaster while it was like running, moving. moving. What kind of roller coaster? He he jumped on like it wouldn't like it you wouldn't like have loops flip. or anything. Okay. He wouldn't flip, so it would just be like always ups and downs. Like but still, oh my god! Quite, quite like, and so he jumped and like he had to like you know get closer to me. So he was a few seats away from me. He arrived where I was at and he reclipped my kind of belt and then he jumped and I was like but, but why did he jump like you know what I mean it's such a it courageous thing. Yeah. yeah like let me just go bored. save this guy and swan dive off the fucking roller coaster my interpretation is that it was something common that would happen quite often <laughs> so he was like oh another so he one so knew exactly what to do <laughs> oh wow exactly, I, yeah I don't think it was his first time <laughs> it's already 10 are you, are you guys tired do you want to uh, yeah. want to keep going it's 10pm it's 10pm shit I didn't yeah. even know it. It's pretty nice because I moved into a flat by myself. So sometimes uh, I, I was home alone on Monday night and I, I got to listen to some of my favorite people in London. Yeah. Well, you, you, you'd be able to listen to us uh, every single day of the week. Yes. Uh, thanks I, to this uh, four hours long podcast. I will. I will, <laughs> I will, I will appreciate it. Okay, well, uh, it was the second episode of uh, the Lavalam Club. I'm very blessed to have you guys. It was a fantastic episode. You are very blessed, blessed to be here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of kisses. And see you for the next episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>